0: Crucifix is a position that I've become very interested in Jiu-Jitsu lately and I thought I'd make a little informational about it, let's just say. I think it's one, one interesting position that's worth spending time investing in because it's not a very often encountered position compared to a lot of the other uh, main positions in Jiu-Jitsu namely mount, rear mount, side control, guard, half guard. You don't have a lot of people practicing the crucifix position. It's what you'd call on the fringes of jujitsu positions. And <clears throat> that is a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, for one, unless you've been exposed to it previously, it's not that into a position to get into. So if you're in a position, say, in Totoro Turtle, Crucifix isn't the first thing that most people naturally think of. Usually people will think to sprawl and somehow spin around to the back and take the back. The crucifix is something that you really have to practice a lot to get good at it. And as a result, it can take a while for you to develop the skills necessary to maintain the crucifix without being shrugged off and away or without being reversed into bottom-of-side control. Um... On the other hand, and because it's not a very common position to see, if you if you get good at the technical aspects of the crucifix, then people will have a much harder time dealing with finding counters to get out of the crucifix, and that's something that I've come to really. Appreciate because as I've spent more and more time in that position and have made more and more mistakes I've gotten better at maintaining that position and as a result when I go with white belts who've never seen the position before Even if they have 50 pounds on me and they're much more athletic I can use the tackle aspects of control in that position and maintain the posi- position And even get it done and finish over, over the, those athletes <laughs> and so this is a really fun to position to work once you find yourself with enough, let's just say, leeway and enough luxury to be able to find time to spend in that position. I feel that the crucifix is a very valuable position to learn. There's a quote um, that people use to describe the crucifix, which is that if it worked on Jesus, then it works for me. Sorry, I offended any of them. the just... <coughs> practitioners out there but but true if if the critics was good enough for jesus if if it was good enough for god a son then it's definitely going to be good enough for my opponents and the proof is in the pudding you know in the very first ufc when gary big daddy goodrich took on the very good grappler paul herrera he instantly obliterated herrera who tried to shoot a double leg takedown on him big daddy goodrich subsequently just got his hook in to Herrera's right up armpit and then he uh, got his arms to secure the, secure the grip of the other arm and proceeded to rain down elbows both that sent Paul Herrera into another dimension. You could see that he was basically gone from the first elbow and then after that it was just a bobbling head being whipped around by a ruthless elbow. Some of the more famous people in our era, or perhaps in the past generation or so, of Jiu-Jitsu talent, Um, this includes Barrett Yoshida, Marcelo Garcia, and Alejandro Vieira, who are all masters of this position. And it's really beautiful to observe on competitions when when they use the crucifix, and they basically bow a constrictor opponent and allow um, their opponent to move in adjust their position in such a way that their opponent doesn't even realize that they're only being slowly strangled to death, and they have nothing that they can do to get out of it. It really is a very depressing position when you're in the bottom of it, when you're the nail. It feels like you are being constricted, but you're also being flattened out with your bottom facing the ceiling. And it's not a very good feeling, especially when you think that you're thick enough to get out, but there's a much smaller opponent on top of you. basically just holding your arms in place as he slides his arms around your neck and chokes you into unconsciousness. So enough said about how dominant this position is. Let's get into some technical talk. First, we'll start off with the injuries, right? Um, As I mentioned before, the crucifix is one of those positions where, in the beginning, I wasn't very fond of it because, first of all, I hadn't been doing jujitsu for that long, and as a result, my maintenance were totally, totally smart. Even when I went to the top turtle position, I wouldn't even have the capabilities of maintaining that position because my opponents, most of whom were probably more experienced than me, Back then, they would just sit up and either drive me back to the ground with a single or double leg takedown, or they would grab a hold of my leg and slide out the back door, or they would do a waiter sweep and sweep me all the way across the room. And so, the very first thing that you have to do when you're getting good at the uh, or the crucifix position is you have to have good top taut- and skills. Uh, This usually takes a couple months to develop on on its own, um, being good enough to maintain top turtle position. Alternatively, I feel that the better way to practice the crucifix position is to roll with guys who are slightly lower than you skill level wise so that way you have a chance of actually getting into the entry positions where you're on top of turtle and you have enough skill to maintain that position to work out some of the finer intricacies of getting into this crucifix entry now the first crucifix entry that i played around um was basically sliding in my mind my, to my opponent's, distal, my opponent's medial rib space. And basically, the purpose of this move is to be able to give your knee enough room so that you can eventually slide your foot in across your opponent's medial bicep and his armpit. And this will serve as the hook that you have to control your opponent's medial arm. After that, um, or perhaps at the same time, if you can maintain and secure a more control grip on your opponent's distal arm, it would serve as the fixation point for your opponent's other other arm, and as a result, that be the other other of the crucifix entry. Now once you have those two points locked in, what you want to do is you can either drive your hips into your opponent's back. That maintains a lot of top pressure and it forces him to sort of flatten out. And if he doesn't want to flatten out, the only thing that he can do, the only precaution that he can do is to roll onto his back. And he has to hope that he's either athletic enough to get you to shake off that off process is happening, or he has to hope hope that his arms are strong enough so that he can sort of muscle his, his way out and hope, hope that your legs are way too weak to keep a hold of his strong arm, which 99% of the case if the person holding the crucifix position has any idea what he's doing, even if he has like a 50-pound disadvantage, that shouldn't be a problem. Now the second entry that we can go into to get into our crucifix position is from top of turtle again, but this one I found is much easier for me, and perhaps this is more of a statement to my opponents than to the amount of expertise he's of. But what I what I like to do is I like to take my dist- distal um I like to dangle it in front of my opponent's head, sort of like uh, giving him the idea to grab a hold of my foot and drive forward so that he can go for a single leg takedown. Now, more than once, my opponent has done that, and very disappointingly, he's been able to finish the takedown. So he sort of just grabs over that distal leg and drives forward and forces me to roll down into the bottom of side control. Now, it took me a while to figure out why this wasn't working for me. And eventually I realized that it was because my distal leg leg, leg that was functioning func- as a hook. And so if my opponent put his weight into his back and arched his upper torso forward like a slide, his center of gravity would be higher than my center of gravity and naturally I'd fall off. And so even though I would oftentimes have the more grip secured on his other farther arm, my uh, my uh, my legs would not be in the correct configuration to be able to latch onto my to my as I slid down. And so basically what I'm saying is that I did, didn't have enough, I didn't have the correct arm or I didn't have the correct leg hooked into his armpit. Now, the other day I was rolling with Blue Belt, who was exceptional at this position and he dangled his leg in front of me like i usually do and i fell for the trap i grabbed his leg because i thought that i could just stand up and shake him off but um what he eventually did was he drove his hips into my back and that forced me to flatten out, including my arms and so even i even even tried to stand up Basically the sheer pressure of his hips driving into my deltoids was enough for me to not be able to get up. And so this is an option that you can use if you're using your leg to overhook your opponent's closer arm. Or the other option is you can use your um, closer leg to your opponent's hip. You can use that one to underhook your opponent's armpit. And that would serve as a very good leg to roll over into the crucifix position. Now I'm still trying to figure out what are all the main points for maintaining the crucifix. Um, um, I think that one point I've realized so far is that it's important to have your opponent's distal or far shoulder closely attached to your chest. And this is a principle that I've learned um, when I'm been doing rear mount, because in rear mount, one of the principles that it's important to maintain the position is that you have to have your head and your chest very closely attached to your opponent. Because otherwise, if you give him space, it makes it much harder for you to pull your opponent back. Whereas if your chest and head are tight, tightly attached, it's it's putting more added weight onto your opponent's shoulder, more external weight, um, more weight that forces him to be stronger and exert more energy as he's trying to get up. And so in the same manner, I feel that, or I've learned that if I pull my opponent's shoulder closely to my chest and my ears tightly to his ear, it's very hard for him to sort of muscle out of that position. And it's crazy how much leverage you have when you do have that grip. Because even for big guys, when you're you're in fixed position, you're essentially in a vantage point where you attack them because all your weapons are facing them, but they can't attack you because their back is towards you. And so um, because of the flexibility and joint issues, they're not able to turn around. And so if you can fully leverage that to your advantage, you have a very dominant position. The other point I sort of... um, trial and error, um, its principle is that I've come to realize is you have to have a hook that, that's cured in their arm armpit. And so for me, um, going from top of hurdle of position, I feel that the hook that, that is most cured is the underhook with your leg. It's the leg that's closer to their hip, the one that should be underhooking into your opponent's armpit. That way even if your opponent rolls to the ground and does a gramby roll any sort of roll um you won't be able to fall out the other way unless of course he stands up the overhook with the other leg is also a possibility but as i've said before if you want that one to work in a much more more fire fashion you have to drive your hips into your your opponent and flatten, flatten out with their hands Tip fingertip to fingertip, like Jesus was on the cross, A true crucifix. So now we're going to talk about the favorite finishes of that position. Uh, so far in the time that I've playing with the, I've been playing with the crucifix. It's probably been around two or three weeks now. So far, um, there's only two finishes that I've gotten. First one, armbar. Uh, simple yet it's surprisingly tricky to pull off. Uh, um, mainly because I've never been a fan of the armbar. I always, I'm kind of, kind of scared, um, to really crank down on the arm because I feel like it's such a delicate joint that I'll feel it extend, but people won't tap to it and I'll feel like it's hurting them to a certain point. Um, and the thing about armbars is that if you break the joint, it's not catastrophic, but it does, that injury does last for a while and so I'm a little more hesitant to pull that off. But that's also probably a statement to how bad I am at the technique because if you're really good at it and confident that you can keep keeps option, you can just hold position and maintain it you know, as you slowly crank the arm. And granted, it still will give, give your opponent some uh, semi-permanent damage or at least some pain that lasts farther than that training session. I'm definitely not good enough at it to get this move very often. The one that I by far prefer is the rear naked choke finish, because when you are in the bottom of crucifix, well, I should say when you're in control in bottom crucifix, it's very easy to get a hold opponent's grip his lapel and basically you can finish um i finished somebody from a bone arrow choke from behind and that one uh, i seemed kind of suspicious of the opponent i was rolling with was probably 30 pounds heavier than me but i feel that that may not i might not have been able to get away with that submission if it was somebody else who was more experienced the one that i do know for sure works legit is the rear naked choke and this is what one of my uh, more advanced classmates showed me the other day is that when you're in control of the crucifix position really the only th- thing the opponent can do to get out or one one that, that most people will buy at that position when it seems like no options are left on the table is to basically blast your way out by bridging and I can attest to this personally. When I've been, when I've had people in crucifix positions and they have just exploded out, it does work. It does work, especially when you don't have a very good tight grip on that crucifix. You don't have enough maintenance skills. Um, people will get out if they explode, and that is what I have experienced myself. Um, but if you can, if you can timing right. Um, your opponent, he ex- explodes a very vulnerable spot when he's, br- he's br- that's his neck, because you have control of both of his hands, and so when he explodes, he has to leave his neck uncovered. And so you have to be able to take advantage of that one split second, where he's exploding out towards your legs, Um, you can snap your free arm right into his neck, and then you have to give up your other arm, uh, you have to give up more grip over the other arm, and you have to right away lock that in, get that hand behind the head, and squeeze the life out of that vein, otherwise your opponent will will get it. It's a risky, it's a risky maneuver, because when you... You, you let go of your Cremura Grip to finish the rear naked choke. I feel like that gives your opponent another weapon to defend and it also takes away the leverage point at which you can control your opponent from turning over. But the other day I was caught with this exact submission, I tried to bridge. And my training partner, he just sunk the rear naked choke in so fast. And I tried to roll the other way. We eventually did roll the other way. But the reality of it was that the choke at that point was simply so sunken. It really didn't matter where we rolled. He, he had a grip and he would just roll with me wherever I, I rolled. And whenever, whenever uh, I inevitably would stop, he would just squeeze. And I would feel the blood stop going to my um going through my veins into my head and feel myself passing out and so all that said I'd say that the rear naked choke finish is definitely something that's super fun especially if you're not very used to rear naked chokes which um before that point I probably hit one rear naked choke in like two years of training so far so I definitely say that this is a really fun position um to get your toes dipped into the water of rear naked chokes Okay, okay, Um, that's pretty much all I have to say for today. These are the notes that I have have for Crucifix so far. I'm going to update them whenever I get a chance to learn more about the Rare Naked Choke. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this. If you do, please give us a like and a subscribe, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.